Oh, it's funky. It's daring, and it's shaking up the whole concept of art, peeling away the conventional images of artists and galleries. It's Young Sawyer Gallery in Central. Joining me to tell me all about this fascinating initiative is the founder and managing director, Shiv Jun Nuwala, who is a Hong Konger with, I quote, a, um, a life goal to laugh as much as is humanely possible. Now, those are his <laughs> words, not mine. Let me just welcome him to the studio. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, it's quite an interesting, when I was reading about Young Soy Gallery, it just sounds like a pretty funky, kind of daring kind of place. So you tell me what it is. Sure. So... Young Soy started off as a gallery in 2020, roughly around the summer. And the way it came to fruition is one of my best friends, Alexander Glavats, Eden, and myself, we were basically riffing in a group chat, um, complaining about how Art Basel was cancelled for the year of 2020. Mm -hmm. And this is when COVID was just kind of starting off and no one really knew how to respond to it. Um, and as if you remember, you know, in March 2020, Hong Kong was just coming off of a wave of uh, protests. And so therefore, the spirit in Hong Kong was low and we felt like even though Art Basel is its own thing, um, and maybe not necessarily uh, the entire city relates to it. You know, there certainly is Art Basel is kind of like the nucleus of Art Month that takes mm -hmm, place in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. where all these other cool art events take place. And because Art Basel was cancelled, all these other events were cancelled too. And so we decided to have our own version of it uh, called F.ArtBasel or Fart Basel, and the F stood for free, mm -hmm. so like a free Art Basel. And um, ironically, that got cancelled. So it's kind of like the fire festival of art shows, you know, because it's all hype, no play. Um, but the idea never died down, and what it represented became bigger than just Sander, my desire of doing an art show you know um there were a lot of other people involved that were very excited about the idea and so then it kind of snowballed into an online gallery then it snowballed further into us getting a physical space in Apple chow mm -hmm. um which opened the door for us to be able to work with some of the city's most radical artists uh that weren't getting the attention they deserved and so here we are two years later representing over 20 artists, um, majority of them are in Hong Kong, some outside of Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. We've done over 10 shows and we have no intentions of slowing down. So it's almost like it's gone through an evolutionary process with all the environmental changes that have taken place. And are you satisfied with where you are now? You know, that's a really good question because although we are very, very uh, proud of what we've been able to achieve so far, what really matters to us is making sure that we're continuously pushing the envelope. And that's not only for, you know, Xander and my desire to grow the gallery to what it can be, but also to make sure that we're doing justice for the artists as well. Because we genuinely believe these artists are the artistic voices of our generation. And in order for them to be able to have the exposure and impact that they can have, it's up to us as gallerists to make sure that we're providing them with as many opportunities as possible. So although we're proud to be where we are today, we see that there's a lot more room for opportunity, not only in Hong Kong, but also in some you know, neighboring cities, as well as across the pond in the West. Mm -hmm. So how do you see yourself different from any other? Art? I mean, there's plenty of art galleries um, in Hong Kong, and there's a number of exhibitions that are taking place. What makes you guys so unique? Obviously, you're, you're giving them the space, you're 
uh, I suppose you're open to a whole diverse number of artists. What exactly is that? Is, is that what makes you unique? So, you know, I would like to believe that we don't pigeonhole ourselves in terms of what artists we're lucky enough to work with. Uh, what we look for is originality, um, uh, an evolution within an artist's style, mm -hmm. and then most importantly, a tenacious spirit, uh, because we believe these three factors are really what contribute to an artist that we are proud to represent. So in terms of style and, you know, demographic or ideology behind the artist, we're not too concerned with it. We believe that plays a role in the artist's work mm -hmm. and their process. And, you know, it's up to us to be able to respect that. But in terms of the artist itself, you know, we think it's important for us to be able to work with a diverse range of artists because that way, not only are we uh, continuously kind of pushing the boundaries of what a gallery can show and can't show, but at the same time, we're also making sure that our audience is exposed to as much uh, different concepts as possible. And what kind of feedback have you had from the audiences who've come? We've been very, very lucky in the sense that, you know, our audience is kind of a mixed bag. Mm -hmm. You know, we have uh, collectors that are, you know, um, the youngest collector we've been able to have buy a work from us was in high school at the Affordable Art Fair last year. Mm -hmm. And then we also have, you know, seasoned veteran collectors that are in their 60s that come to our shows. So oftentimes at our shows, one thing that we're very proud of is that it's kind of a motley crew. You know, you see uh, skaters there, you see filmmakers, you see people in finance. And what's important for us is making sure that they're all interacting and engaging with one another. So the feedback that we get is, is often positive on that side, because when people come to our shows they get to interact with people that they wouldn't be able to otherwise okay. and they get to interact about art which is in my opinion something that can transcend boundaries such as socioeconomic status or mm. even political ideology mm. well lots going on but you've got you've also got some new things that are happening you've got a group show which is delirium what's that about yes so delirium is a group show with Ria Chandramani who's a Hong Kong born artist Russ Rubin who is a artist from New Jersey who's also currently in New Jersey and then Stern Rockwell who was born and raised in Brooklyn but has been in Hong Kong for the last several years and so this show is uh one of our biggest group shows that we've ever done. It's on Hollywood Road in Hong Kong. It's, you know, costing us an arm and a leg, but we're willing to forge ahead because these three artists' uh, bodies of work together creates an aesthetic language mm -hmm. that we think is indescribable by words and therefore it must be seen for itself. Mm -hmm. And the reason we group these three artists together is because in addition to this aesthetic language that's kind of taking place uh, amongst the pieces, there's also this notion of um, delirium, which has two definitions, right? One of them being pure ecstasy and happiness uh, and almost like in, in an ignorant state. And then the other definition is a disturbed state. So this term to me, delirium, has applied to much in the context of art history. And it's ever so apparent here because visually the work is very playful, very colorful, you know, very inviting and engaging. But then each artist is using their artwork as... Um, an outlet for expressing their respective disturbed states. Okay. So I think for us, it's interesting for people to kind of see that and not only look at the works, but go further and try to understand from the arts perspective what it is about their uh, individual disturbed states that they're expressing. Mm -hmm. And then also to see how each of these three artists are doing it differently, given that there's similarities in the eccentricities of the work. And when does that kick off? That starts on July 7th on Hollywood Road, 49 Hollywood Road. And actually, it's funny because this morning we had a call with Quality Goods Club, which is this nightclub in Hong Kong, and they've just agreed to let us do an after party oh. there. And oh. 
one thing that you asked earlier is about what sets us apart is that we try to make sure that everyone feels welcome at our shows. You know, we like to hold ourselves to this code of supreme inclusion mm-hmm. um, in our delirious hopes of making the world a better, more interesting place to live. Well, it looks like you're beeping away at it. Believe me. <laughs> um, you. You've also you also mentioned the Affordable Art Fair, which is run by Sophia Hotung. That's right. So Affordable Art Fair, we're working with roughly 10 artists and Sophia Hotung is playing a major role in that. So if you're familiar with Sophia, she's been doing this series called the Hong Konger series, mm-hmm. which is basically where she's taking these New Yorker covers and doing Hong Kong renditions of them. And what's fascinating to me about Sophia is that, you know, Sophia and I have known each other for a few years now. And one thing that we've connected on is the fact that Hong Kong is a world-class city on this, you know, global stage. Yet in terms of its cultural influence on a global level, it doesn't really exist that much. You know, even in Hong Kong, we're often influenced by, you know, Western culture and things like that. Mm -hmm. And although there's nothing wrong with that, you know, her and I being very proud Hong Kongers, what we really hope to see is for Hong Kong to have this impact um, on a global stage. And I think Sophia is kind of challenging that through the series, The Hong Konger. And what's interesting for Affordable Art Fair is that Affordable Art Fair was nice enough to ask us to do one of their mural walls. And Sophia is one of the first artists that came to mind because she's always pushing the envelope in one way or another. And what she's doing for this one is she's actually uh, made it a community-centric mural by inviting anyone who identifies as a Hong Konger to submit a portrait of them doing the finger heart. And it's actually going to be on display for everyone to see, you know. And in addition to that, the portraits that she's making are accessible to the people that are submitting them. Uh, so it's really, really fun to see her engaging the community and, you know, allowing them to feel like they're involved in this process. Well, you're buzzing. You're completely buzzing. I can, <laughs> I can hear it and I can see it. And I, I'm getting all these visual pictures of exactly what's going on. It sounds like, you know, it sounds fascinating and there seems to be a, a lot going on. Now, for you, like, you know, you found yourself, it, was the art scene always something that you wanted to be involved in? How did you kind of get into this? So, to be honest, Sadia, you know, I didn't come from an art world background. Mm-hmm. Once I graduated university, I went to video production. Mm-hmm. And even though I still do a little bit, bit of video production, work here and there, the art world just kind of pulled me into it. Um, And although I had been interested in certain artists when I was younger, you know, the first artist I really ever discovered was Keith Haring, then Shepard Fairey, you know, some of these street artists uh, through school projects and things like that. I think I just gravitated towards it naturally with Xander um, because of this whole, because of COVID really, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it came down to artists in Hong Kong not having enough exposure during arguably one of the most challenging times in history in COVID, you know. And being an artist in Hong Kong is difficult enough already because of some of the um, cultural norms that I think think come alongside the city that we live in. And therefore, we really felt compelled to do something about it. Now, in addition to that, you know, I have my own creative outlet. I've, uh, I'm have i a failing uh, or struggling stand-up comedian, I should say. Oh, right. And, uh, you know, Xander is also a graphic designer and does a bunch of other... Um, he has his own creative outlets. So for us, you know, this is kind of where we just kind of aligned and clicked. And I think that's what really allowed us to get into it. I would also like to believe because we don't come from an art world background, uh-huh. it's allowed us to go you in with the... You can see it from layman's... You can see it from a different from different eyes, I suppose, as to how other people can look at it. Exactly. You know, we mm-hmm. don't have any boot camp in us that we have yeah. to kind of uh, dust the cobwebs off or anything. Yeah. 
Um, we've learned a lot about the art world going into it. If we knew back then what we know now, I'm sure everything would be very different. But I think going into it with ignorance has allowed us to be able to be where we are today and have a, a unique perspective on where we can take this. And do you think there's a real appetite? Do you think certainly among young people, because I suppose sometimes people, when they think of art, um, you know, it's kind of an age thing where they think, no, no, I'm interested in this. I'd like to see this kind of art or whatever. But do you think there's an appetite for the youth uh, in Hong Kong that they are going towards, slanting towards that? Oh, very much so. And, you know, I would be lying if I said we were the only ones because we're not. I mean, there's a number of other galleries out there that are also kind of forging this path. Uh, Hong Kong Arts Collective has done some very interesting things. HK Walls is kind of the pioneers in this. Uh, Square Street Gallery is also doing some really, really interesting things with low local artists. And so for us, we're just very, very fortunate to be part of a scene that's bigger than ourselves. And mm -hmm. I think what's really required in order to push the scene and make it accessible to younger people out there is the fact that there's more than one player at hand, mm -hmm. right? And there's so much creativity. I mean, now art is not just a, a painting and a brush, is it? It's, there's a lot more. There's the whole digital side of things. I mean, the, it's just it just keeps opening up, I see. Very much so. You know, I think uh, as far the art world, especially in Hong Kong, can go as far as the artists that our city has imaginations will let them take it. Mm -hmm. And I think for us being on the receiving end of that, it's very, very exciting. And mm -hmm. I think Hong Kong is just getting started. Mm. So now, how about uh, future ambitions? Anything You've obviously got a number of things going on at the moment. Is there anything else that if I was saying to ask you that would you that you would ideally like to sort of showcase or something? Is there something in your mind that you have for the future? So just to give you an idea, there's a number of different things that we would love to be working on. Uh, for example, there's a number of different shows we'd like to do in different cities. You know, being of Indian origin, it's always been my dream ever since we've had Young Soy to go and do art shows in India. Uh, because I think also in India, there's a very, very... Um, you know, big appetite for emerging artists. Mm -hmm. And I think some of our artists would be very, very well accepted in India as well. In addition to that, we'd also like to do shows in the West. So I think for us now, what we're interested in is taking these Hong Kong artists and showing them around the world, you know, showing the rest of the world what our city has to offer uh, in that sense. So that's what we were really interested in. In addition to that, we'd also like to bring some interesting artists that were able to meet outside back to Hong Kong. Um, because I think one thing with Hong Kong is that oftentimes Hong Kong gets isolated by itself. No pun intended for, you know, <laughs> what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. But um, I do think that there's a lot of room for collaboration with other cities because, in my opinion, a city doesn't showcase its creativity and its artistic value through only showcasing local artists, mm -hmm. but by pooling together local artists with international artists with specific reasons or curatorial theories behind it, yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, there's a lot there that we can all learn from each other, and that's important to, to blend those two together. Very much so. And it's exciting, you know, seeing like some of our young Hong Kong artists showcase alongside some big international names. I mean... That for me is just very, very exciting. And I hope that we as a gallery can continue to do that. 
Well, I hope so too. That's the Young Soya Gallery in Central. Do you want to just tell us where it is again if somebody wants to go along there? Certainly. So our office is on Arbonaut Road, number three, Arbonaut Road, the 15th floor. Uh, it's more of an office. We do have a bit of a gallery side, but most of our exhibitions take place around different locations that enhance the artwork. But as long as you follow us on Instagram or if you're able to go to our website, you know, you, know, you can reach out to us directly and we'd be more than happy to let you know how you can get engaged with us and, you know, get... Uh, engage with some of our artists as well. Shiv, thank you very much for coming on the program today. You've said so much that my I'm just trying to take it all in. But thank you ever so much and I wish you luck. Thank you so much and we look forward to seeing you at our next show as well. Absolutely.